Hello and welcome to the Global Marketing Calendar, growing your business in a digital world. I'm your host, Abiel Breen, and this podcast is brought to you by Oban International, the digital marketing agency specializing in international expansion. In each episode, we'll look at an upcoming event from around the world. We'll find out how the event is celebrated and talk about its cultural significance. And we'll also discuss how your business can use these insights to create compelling global marketing campaigns. At the end of each episode, I'll be joined by fellow Oban member Az Ahmed, where he'll be bringing an untranslatable word and making it translatable. Today, we're talking about the 4th of July, Independence Day in the United States, stars and stripes and all. And joining me to talk about the holiday is our American Lime or local in-market expert, Eric from Massachusetts. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Let's dive right in. What is... July the 4th, and how is it normally celebrated? July 4th, the name of it is usually interchangeably. People call it Independence Day, July 4th. In my experience, most people call it 4th of July. So you'll hear it in lots of venues, whether it's like on TV or in marketing or people just talking about it to their friends. People less often go Independence Day. They'll go, what are you doing for 4th of July? Or what's up for the 4th? So those are two very colloquial usages. And what it is, is now it's a federal holiday, just celebrating the declaration, the actual declaring of independence of the American colonies from Britain. They was actually finalized July 2nd, but they actually declared it on July 4th in 1776. So that's why we have it on July 4th. Interesting. I didn't know that it was actually on the 2nd of July and then it kind of kicked in on the 4th. Maybe if they had social media, they would have got the memo a little bit faster, <laughs> but no. Horse, yeah. <laughs> horse well, buggy. 245 years ago, they just weren't up to scratch with the uh, the timing. So, hey, two days, that's not so bad <laughs> <laughs> when you consider continents and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you normally celebrate it? Do you do anything? Do you do the kind of the same thing every year, or is it dependent on who you're with? Or, yeah, Fourth of July is a time for traditions. People do often have like traditions, so to speak. They do similar things every year, but it's not necessarily the same thing every year. Uh, it's a federal holiday, so most people have it off from work, and so because you have it off from work, people usually make plans ahead of time, and it's a time for gatherings. People will gather and meet up at a friend's house or the beach, or they'll go somewhere like camping. So they'll meet up mostly for the purpose of doing things like um, it's very food based. People associate grilling and like outdoor cooking with the Fourth of July. Uh, so it's usually getting together and doing something cooking related outdoors. And it's also associated with uh, parades. So in the daytime, you'll have parades. Uh, not everyone goes to a parade and there aren't parades accessible for everyone everywhere. But that is a common thing. If you say, oh, you go into the 4th parade or the, uh, the 4th of July parade. People know what you're talking about, but not everyone attends those types of events where you'll have people... Go, um, you know, usually mar- marching down the main thoroughfare in a street or in in a town, uh, so people will just line the streets. Oftentimes, people have uh, will be waving flags, or there will already be American flags like posted or tied up against telephone poles. Mm. And people, uh, yeah, will just watch the parade go by. There'll be music. There'll be people. Could be in costume. It's a very happy, like celebratory, up tempo, lively celebration. Uh, that's the feeling associated with it. And then in the evening, it's very common to have fireworks displays. And you'll have usually 
like the town or the city will set off their own fireworks, which are usually quite elaborate. And I love looking at those. And most people like to go and watch a fireworks display there. They can be very impressive. And then in many places, people will go to try to buy them themselves on a smaller scale, a smaller level, and then light them off themselves. If they're not legal to, for anyone to buy in every state, but it's still a popular pastime. Oh, sounds so much fun. And what about the food? You mentioned grilling. And, and when I imagine that, I just imagine like hot dogs upon hot dogs on barbecues. But is there any kind of more um, you know, elaborate meals that you normally have? This varies from person to person. It's usually some variant on grilling. So it could be hamburgers, steaks, hot dogs, mm. chicken, fish, pork chops, or different types of meat or fish. Or you know, like you mentioned, the hot dogs and hamburgers, that is like the standard fare. And then from there, it's stuff that can be made easily and then kept outside for a while, like things like salads, like potato salad or mm. chicken salad, that type of thing. Uh, that's very common. Fruit salads. And we say potato salad. It's really, that's an abuse of the term salad. I understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> spud salad. But it's it's very popular and there's many variants on these things. And so uh, there'll be associated marketing and um, it's on people's minds and it's on people's minds of either what to bring or what to make mm-hmm. and how to vary it up to be you know appropriate for themselves and their group. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a big thing that goes for food. It also goes for, um, yeah, I guess the event itself. Like how do we have fun? Do we like buy you know, like a Christmas light type variant. Like how do we jazz up mm. our situation, our environment to make it more fun and interesting? Uh, and I'm just trying to paint a picture of this goes between food and what we can buy or set up or make enable for the environment. But yeah, for your food, that's, it's those basic types of things. And then um, there'll also be alcohol. That's very common. There'll be people will just sit and like drink some beers, grill some burgers or uh, hot dogs and then watch a fireworks display hang out with their friends or watch a parade like that what i just mm-hmm. said was like a very standard progression of how the holiday could go yeah for a lot of people and what so is that normally what people spend most of their money on around the fourth of july like you know food and drink or things to bring you know if you're going to your friend's uh, place for for the afternoon or for the for the for the whole weekend you think, oh, okay, I'll be the one that brings the beers. Or, do you know what I mean? Is there that kind of tradition of just spending money on food and drink? Or is there other things that, you know, like, you know, massive flags or costumes? Or I would say that the biggest expenditure is food and drink. But certainly people, uh, given all the sales that are uh, around the 4th, I wouldn't call the 4th of July like the biggest times in the US for sales or creating marketing around but there certainly are sales so people will tend to buy some things like you know whether it's flags or red white and blue clothing or clothing with that type of imagery on it but i wouldn't call that like it's not that people are planning on huge expenditures for that Mm. they might buy some decorations associated with that like oh our flag's getting a little old let's buy another bigger one to put on the door or on um, on the yard in Mm -hmm. in the yard but it's mostly food and drink that people will plan on buying and bringing to a friend's house or making themselves interesting so i just banged my my table and my microphone almost fell to pieces um you're getting excited about that <laughs> i am yeah i'm gonna whip out my american flag soon 
(laughs) (laughs) So on the, uh, just kind of on that note, you know, are there many kind of marketing campaigns or is it not that much of a, you know, compared to obviously like Black Friday or other, other holidays? If you're asking as say 4th of July comes up, are, will we start to hear marketing messaging and materials Mm. around, oh, 4th of July sale coming up? Yeah, you will hear that. I don't know how much it will differ. In my experience, the marketing will center around like food and drink. Maybe because a lot of people will travel to see friends or family, there could be some marketing around deals around travel, whether it's ticketing or buses or hotels, that type Mm. of thing. Like people will get away especially this weekend. Fourth of July falls on a Sunday this year. So falling on a weekend, it's more of a chance to get away for longer so you can go a little Mm. bit farther away. So therefore, travel-associated deals will be likely in the offing. But if you're asking, is the magnitude of messaging up to par with, say, Black Friday or something? I'm not... I I wouldn't say that. Like Black Friday, that's much more of a shopping-associated, like purely buying stuff shopping Mm. type quote holiday. But 4th of July, I wouldn't, there is marketing, people expect it, people use it to buy the things they want, but it's not um, to the magnitude. I mean, perfect timing that it falls on a Sunday this year. But is there, I'm curious that, is it kind of common for people to often say if you work in, I don't know, if you live in, this is straight out of a, from a movie, you can tell many like, American films I watched growing up, but say if you like work in New York City, but you're, you know, your family live in like, Idaho or something like and you would you you know travel back is it normal that people would travel kind of across country to be with their family or you know not not that extreme or or I guess does it depend on who it is great question I think that people associated traveling far away to family a little bit more with say Christmas and Thanksgiving and Mm. less with um uh, fourth of July so people are more likely to go to visit friends. I'm not speaking for everyone, obviously, but people are less likely, it's it's less common for people to go home for 4th of July or go home to see the family for a 4th of July celebration, like across the country, like you mm. described. That's more of, um, yeah, those other holidays I mentioned. And people are more going to be organizing some get-together or gathering. It could be with their family, but it's usually a little bit closer. You said that it falls on a Sunday. Is it normal for people to perhaps get the Monday off this year um, to have that kind of extra long weekend? People would expect it, honestly, but it's not that it would be a given that every job would feel that they are obligated to give the holiday after, like say the Monday after a 4th of July, though it is very common. Like similarly, when say Thanksgiving or Christmas falls on, obviously Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday, but when there are other big holidays, federal holidays that are on weekends, people usually get like the Friday or Monday off. But again, it's not, it's, um, it could happen that it's, you don't get that off for sure. So I guess it kind of depends on whether your, whether your boss cares about your happiness and (laughs) (laughs) opportunity to be joyful. (laughs) Yes. I'm curious as well, because this year, I think is the 245th year since the big original 4th of July. Do you think it might be noteworthy or kind of extra important when it gets to be the 250th anniversary? Is that the kind of thing that, you know, that that Americans might think, wow, this is, this is really significant? Yes. Like at the bicentennial, as I read in magazines, that that was a very big deal. 
Um, so when you get to the 250th, for sure, whatever celebrations there would be normally going on, there would be extra large ones. There'd probably be um, more speeches. There'll be probably bigger fireworks displays. You'll probably hear about it more. There probably will be more marketing. There would be more mm. people. They'll be more involved with the holiday. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I guess it will be something that you definitely wouldn't want to miss as well. Like maybe there might be one year where you're you're feeling like, oh, I just I can't be bothered to do that much. I'm just going to chill with two or three friends. But maybe if it's the 250th, you think, no, we have to make this a you know one to remember. Yes, that's a great point. Whether it's going to a bigger celebration, say in a bigger city near you, or planning a bigger event with your friends and family, more food, more fireworks, more of everything. I'm curious, how much of the history around this holiday do you learn when you're in school, like when you're kind of um, growing up in school? Well, it is taught in American schools. It's put into the context of the situation in the colonies earlier, you know, the 1760s, and then how rebellions started to bubble up, the the Tea Boston mm-hmm. Tea Party. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly centering around you know, events around Boston and Philadelphia. It just talks about how the revolution started to gain traction. Then it went into how Independence Day came to be, how the Declaration of Independence was drafted and then like argued over and then declared. And mm. for then like that was the like we've just declared independence. We know that's treason. Then okay, we know there will be blowback. We're all prepared, whatever that means, and then whatever happens, happens. So I know that was a very shortened abbreviated version. I don't know if that does that answer your question? No, yeah, absolutely. It definitely does. I'm wondering, is there any kind of standout examples of any marketing campaigns or any any brands that have kind of stood out? Usually brands that will advertise on television historically will make, this is what I remember, uh, usually car manufacturers will have car sales and they take advantage of the iconography and the festivity of the 4th of July by having commercials, visuals that are like peppered with uh, fireworks and liveliness. So the holiday does lend itself to that usage if you're using that type of visual and that type of sound you can have you know, parade type not parade type music but just that type of lively almost festival atmosphere with fireworks using the sound of the holiday where you have fireworks you're having video of fireworks and you no know, parade views like people standing having a good time with their friends or at a parade and then discussing or advertising whatever product they have like a car or their truck and the hook and then the marketing, hey, you get X percent down, you, you, whatever the deal is. Um, those are the standout marketing engines for me. And so mm. if they stand out for me, those probably stand out for other people too. Interesting. I guess it's that kind of grabbing the the hype, for want of a better word, to, to you know, to latch onto like everyone's kind of, you know, buzzing with excitement. And, and if the advert is using, you know, the fireworks, the sounds and, and everything kind of building up to the the thrill of it, I guess, um, that sounds like it's left a lasting impression. It is. And, and you said like the feeling to be left with is that liveliness, like the fun, lively, there is uh, like an excitement and uh, like we have the day off. It's exciting. You're going to be outside when the weather's good. Um, fun events like fireworks and things like that. There's a lot of things to, to utilize, to use in branding or use in advertising that are like really bring out a fun, pleasant, happy, excited feeling. And that's, it's easy to leverage that. 
And it's easy to plug into those types of feelings. So do you know if there are any kind of big celebrations of, of the 4th of July that are outside of America, um, if that's a kind of common thing at all? So not having been much of an expat myself, but hearing from either friends who are expats or have stayed for a while overseas and what what I know and what I would do myself, I think it's pretty safe to say, very safe to say that if you're an American living overseas or even if you're having to vacation overseas and it's the 4th of July, you'll be having your own 4th of July celebration. I can't speak for all Americans, what they do in every case, but that's a pretty safe thing to say. Interesting. I guess as well, now with obviously the the kind of rise of social media within the last, I don't know, let's say kind of six or seven or eight years, it's so much more, I guess, of a shared celebration in a way across the world, mm. not obviously the actual history of it, but, you know, just, just kind of being aware that it's going on. I think that's for certain. And you just gave me an interesting idea about if I am an expat, using social media to think, again, I'm just putting myself in the situation if I happen to be in, whether it's Britain or France, or I was in Africa somewhere as an expat working overseas, I would start to using social media, and this would be good for marketing. Think of all the ways in which you could showcase how you're celebrating your holiday overseas, but obviously in a different context, and then sharing it via social media. Hey, I'm Mm. waving an American flag, having a burger in front of the Eiffel Tower or in front of (laughs) Victoria Falls. Like It's just interesting new contexts and how people would, I mean, they do that all the time. They want to show off vacation photos on social media, but if it's a holiday, they're going to jazz it up and give it a little bit of extra gas. But Mm. that leaves a lot of interesting ideas for marketing, Um, sharing on social media with a product in a different, in a new and interesting juxtaposition or a context, uh, a certain product or service. Americans would do that, or I think not only Americans, people would do that sharing socially a cool image. They do that anyway. Mm. Um, But if you can blend that with a holiday in an interesting new context, I think there's some cool ideas to be had there. Great. So is there anything else that you think our listeners might find interesting about the 4th of July um, that you haven't haven't mentioned? No, except for maybe underscoring what we talked about, like the feelings associated around this holiday, just to keep those things in mind. It's associated with just being outside, being with friends. It's a kind of a happy celebratory time and with those types of feelings accompanying it. Like there's that excitement hey, we have the day off, we're going to be doing fun things and eating good food with people, like that type of feeling and vibe. The formality's low. No other holidays might have a little bit more formality. This, in most cases, there's low formality. I mean, you'll, if you're going to a speech in the Washington, D.C. capital, obviously there'll be some formality. But even in that case, you'll have people just in, they're not dressed up, they'll be in a t-shirt watching a fireworks display, eating a hot dog. That's very informal. And so to, to keep that in mind, I think is, is an important thing. Then you'll, that's helping to bridge that connection. You're able to speak to the viewer in that way because you're, you're keeping those types of emotions and feelings in mind. Amazing. Thank you. Well, this has been fascinating and I've certainly learned a lot. I hope our listeners have also enjoyed listening to us talk about july the 4th or now as i as i learned is the 4th of july um i always thought it was july the 4th because that's the way that uh, americans say dates but thank you very much for joining us eric are you doing anything kind of fancy for this year are you traveling anywhere or are you 
gathering with friends or I will be gathering with friends. Um, one of my friends has a place down at a pond that just invited all like a, this group of friends to stay there. They have this big camper, so they'll be uh, driving that down there. They'll be so people will either stay in the camper or in tents around this pond, and just like I said, they'll be growing food. I think someone might have got some fireworks. So <laughs> hopefully the weather's good, but cooking outdoors and amazing that sounds lovely well i hope you have the best time and hope that everyone else does as well thank you for having me it was great talking with you and i hope you have a great summer thank you very much i'm going to try and do a mini fourth of july celebration it's worth it (laughs) so now i am joined by our fellow oban member as ahmed for our lost in localization segment hello as welcome back hi aviel great to be here again how are you? How are you um, enjoying the hype of the 4th of July? Oh, it's, it's great. It seems like such a cool holiday. Like <laughs> I could just imagine like massive parades and people just waving American flags everywhere. <laughs> so much patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because we really do see it so much in films and, mm. and TV programs growing up that yeah. <laughs> like it's really hard. Like I, I've, I've only seen, I've only been kind of in America for a 4th of July once and it was before that it was so hard to imagine like what it was actually like because it's so Mm. you know cinematic my brother used to live in this he went to university in in america in illinois and so i was staying in on a university campus and i remember the the night of the fourth of july i was like in his apartment building on the balcony looking out across the the view and to down to the left of me was this frat house like a proper fraternity (laughs) like literally straight out of a film um, like yelling the national anthem. And then on the right of me, some other apartment building was blasting uh, Lana Del Rey's song, which is called National Anthem. And then there were like fireworks and there's so many people like, Whoa! just in the distance. And I just thought, this is not real. Like, I just felt like yeah. I was like plucked into a film. Like it was the most bizarre thing. It's, it's just something that just doesn't happen here in the UK, does it? Like nobody stands up and starts singing God Save the Queen in the middle of the street. It's just doesn't happen <laughs> yeah if they did you'd be a bit concerned <laughs> yeah, like, um, are you okay <laughs> but it does sound fun though i think like like eric was it saying does, how yeah. it's you know l- less of a formality and and it's just mm. more of a kind of fun vibe yeah it's just it seems to me like just coming together with friends and eating barbecue and stuff that that's that's probably what it's all about it sounds great <laughs> absolutely so what have you got for this lost in localization segment because obviously we do speak the same language most of the time as yeah. <laughs> our friends across the pond. So what have you got for, for this this segment, for this episode? Yeah, so you're right. Um, I, I don't have a untranslatable word or phrase because, as you say, they speak English as well. But <laughs> what I thought I thought I could do was look at some strange American slang words that may not be common that people may not have heard and I'll try to explain what they mean so um yeah it's 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 a slight different take on the lost in localization segment I'm actually thrilled because I have no idea what you're about to say <laughs> oh god cool. I have a few guess- um I have a few American friends so I feel like my American language knowledge is probably I'd say like 4 out of 10 do you want to do it this way that I'll I'll say what the slang is and then you try to guess it and then I'll tell you what it is? Oh yeah, let's that, see. That might be good. Yeah, let's see how many okay, I cool. get wrong. <laughs> okay, cool. So the the first one is for the birds. For the birds. 
Yeah, what do you think that means? If that was a like an England thing, that would be hugely like, yeah. misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would, but it means something totally different. Okay, I'm going to say it in American accent for the birds. <laughs> something like, is it like an American football thing where they say, oh, like, you know, kick it to the sky, like, you know, kick it long <laughs> for the birds, <laughs> for the birds to reach it? No, it's 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 so so random. It, what it means is if something is trivial or worthless, I don't know why, but for that's what birds. it means. For the birds, maybe like bird food, like that's so Yeah, maybe like bird seed or something is just, you know, you're giving something to the birds that they, they don't eat a lot, so maybe that's what it means. <laughs> but yeah, something something trivial or worthless, so I'm going to start using that actually and see how people react. <laughs> Someone will say, yeah. "Hey, I've got this really interesting thing." And I'll say, "It's for the birds, mate." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The next one, you 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 may know what it is. Um, it's put up your dukes. Oh, put up your dukes, your dukes. Oh yeah. God, put up put up your dukes. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's something like you know throwing in the towel and just saying calling it a day. <laughs> no, so it it basically means it's an instruction to get ready for a fight. Like put up your dukes. Like put your arms up. I, I, I don't, again, I don't know why. Like maybe maybe it's an old time military thing where like generals would say put up your dukes and send them to battle. I, I don't know. It sounds like something yeah, very, that they. Yeah, that sounds definitely like something they'd say in 1776. Yeah, put yeah. up your dukes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've got zero out of two so far. <laughs> Cool. The um, the third one is um, bought the farm. What do you think bought the farm means? Bought the farm. Yeah. I bought the farm. Oh, that sounds like a kind of uh, everything but the kitchen sink, like the whole world and his wife, like pretty much everything. Oh, mm. kind of like been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Been there, done that, bought the farm. <laughs> Close, but uh, no, it means it's a euphemism for dying. So <gasps> oh, if, you bought, if, if you bought the farm, you've died. <laughs> I don't oh, again wow. I don't understand why like is it is it something to do with like people buy a farm when they're close to the end of their lives but yeah imagine if you actually just wanted to tell people that you'd bought a farm like yeah, hey guys yeah. I just bought the farm yeah. like no or or you're like or you're like you know my grandmother just bought the farm and they're like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm for so you sorry for your loss. You're like no she actually just bought a farm yeah <laughs> it's a great investment guys be happy for me yeah <laughs> right okay number four cool. four okay jonesing jonesing oh is that on on your joneses on your, is that being on your own being like a larry a gary no mates what's it called no <laughs> larry no, no it, billy no mates billy no mates yeah <laughs> basically um if you're jonesing for something you're you're craving it so you're you're craving something usually a guilty pleasure but you're jonesing for it <laughs> i'm jonesing for a kinder bueno right now yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but these don't Jonesing for a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they really sound funny in an English accent, though, don't you think? They, 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 like they I'm do. Jonesing to buy the farm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got I've got two more. Okay. The fifth one is shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze. That sounds like a kind of oh to the heck with it. You know, just just you know, throw throw go all in. <laughs> YOLO. Mm, no, <laughs> basically it means to just to engage in idle, meaningless chatter, just empty chatter with people. Oh, that's <laughs> I like that one, actually. Shooting the breeze, yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. I, but I feel like you have to say it while you're sat on a porch with a piece of straw yeah. out your yeah, mouth. It has something to do with the Wild West where they would literally, if people had too much time on their hands, they would just shoot their guns into the air at nothing. This means shooting the breeze. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. 
the final one is related to Independence Day. So it is John Hancock. If somebody says John Hancock to you, or let me have let me have your John Hancock, <laughs> not Matt Hancock. John- <laughs> no, no, not not him. John- <laughs> John Hancock. He's, he's been yeah, He's been in the news recently. Matt Hancock, but not him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> John Hancock. Like if somebody says, "Let me have your John Hancock." I feel like that must be something to do with drinking. Like you know, if you say like you know, down it in one or, or, or whatever, you know, like mm. chug. <laughs> no, what it um, what it actually means is they're asking for your signature. So they're, they're basically saying, sign, sign this document. Oh, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking more so kind of modern day, 4th of July. Yeah. So it, it's in reference to John Hancock, who was one of the founding fathers, and he signed the Declaration of Independence. And his signature was a lot more flamboyant than everybody else's. So people remember his signature. And if if somebody says, let me have your John Hancock, they mean, can I have your signature on this? I wonder if people say that to celebrities as well. Like, oh, my God, it's Billie Eilish. <laughs> let me have your John Hancock. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, a slang is so funny. Like, why couldn't they just say, can I have your signature on this? Although we do have our, our fair share of oh, we, really we weird do, things. Yeah, we so. do. We do. <laughs> I hope you like that little um, that little different take on lost in localization. So. I did. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to using all of those in real life. Yeah. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast and I'm looking forward to the next episode which we say every episode but it genuinely is (laughs) exciting to look forward to yeah cool thanks for having me on it's been fun well that's all for our episode on the 4th of July I hope you've all enjoyed listening along thank you so much to Eric for joining us on the podcast thank you to Az as always and to Steve Folland for editing the episode And thank you to any American listeners who had to listen to me butchering those slang words and phrases. I do hope it wasn't all for the birds. If you'd like to learn more about other important holidays from around the world, or if you're interested in finding out how Oban can help you drive international growth, then get in touch by visiting obaninternational.com. Bye for now.